Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team, who now look unlikely to finish in the Premier League's top half after drawing it against Crystal Palace. We'll get to that shortly. Plus, later on, Frankie turns up the heat once more with his spicy question. But before we get into all that, Frankie, how you been? I'm absolutely buzzing after Eurovision, mate. Yeah. I mean, believe what a performance. Honestly. Rider. Honestly, there's this, I mean, for those listeners who are outside the UK, there's a kind of feeling in the UK that Europe just doesn't like Britain because Britain always gets nil poire. No points. My theory on that for years has always been that it's not that Europe particularly dislikes the UK. I, I don't think the, I don't think Europe cares enough to not vote for the UK. I think it's because the UK keeps sending terrible music. And this year, they sent something that, like, it seemed like a guy who was really excited. It was a good song. Somebody who got the vibe of Eurovision, did a creative performance. It was great. Do you know what? We're turning this into the Eurovision podcast. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Forget Villa. I I, yeah. I, I know I know, I know. you're a massive fan of Eurovision, so I oh, was yeah. worried that once you brought it up, that we'd spend probably about 30 minutes talking about that, and maybe, and maybe right at the end we might touch on Villa's draw against Crystal Palace. But, I mean, I, I, think, I think Sam Ryder came across as, like, the nicest guy he looks like someone who'd mm. work in like a whole food store um, <laughs> but just like beam it just like you, you know as soon as you walk in asking for some beans and pulses it'd be like um <laughs> just have this like massive grin on his face and yeah more than happy more than happy to help he knows um, every yeah. every vitamin you need to live to the age of 100 <laughs> he knows every yeah, vitamin exactly, you need yeah. Yeah, he comes across as a really, a really wholesome guy. Um, so I was, I was, I was pretty chuffed for him, just kind of personally that he was doing, yeah. he was doing so well. And how rare is it for like once a country uh, gives, you know, gives the UK twelve points? They're pans to us celebrating, waving, waving the flags. You know, that just, never happened. There was, it was just like it not happen. You could hear a, a pin drop in the entire UK. Everything, everybody fell silent. As in, what just happened? When I saw the UK got eight points at the very start, I was like, "Let's declare another national holiday, <laughs> celebrate the eight points from Moldova." And honestly, I, 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 turned, I, I, I turned it to Kevin Keegan. I was like, um, you know, at the end of Sweden closing in on the UK, and I was like, Sweden still got to go <laughs> to Moldova and get something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would love it if we beat them. We're still fighting for this title. I'd love it. The, ho- the ho- I thought the hosting left a lot to be desired. I, I mean, as always, yeah. it's kind of part of the show. The fact it's kind of like this awkward, sort of nonsensical rambling of the hosts. But mm. it reminded me a little bit, p- particularly when they were sort of getting towards the end of the viewers' votes and handing them out, which seemed to drag on for eternity. Mm. It was like that episode of um, Peep Show where uh, Jez is in a band with a with with that kind of like quite young boy, and he, he won't leave <laughs> the toilet because. Because he's done something dodgy with Superhand, yeah. and then uh, and then Jez is on stage going like, "Are you ready to rock?" Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but are you re- are you are you really ready? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good reference actually. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I just love you, which is you know, just says it just conveys like real joy, happiness, madness, creativity, all the good stuff, and I think like. You know, it's it's you know it's cheesy and all that as well. But I don't know. It's just it's it's a good vibe. I think it's great, and I'm glad that I'm glad that you know Sam Ryder did such a great job, and um, everyone in Europe. It's it just it's a really high quality standard of competition, uh, not like Aston Villa and Crystal Palace today. No, yeah. Well, I, I think it's probably time that we actually moved on to the point of the yeah. podcast. Um, yeah. So it, it did finish Villa one, Crystal Palace at one. Wasn't our finest performance, was it, Frankie? 
Uh, no, particularly the first half. Um, I was really disappointed first half. I think Palace tactically absolutely worked us out. I think that they went all the way down the width. Um, they played a sort of hybrid 3-5-2-5-3-2. Klein and Tyreek Wright, two good players, to be honest. They both seem to have like a lot of space and were very intelligent with how, when and when to, when to move forward with the ball. And uh, Coutinho was constantly having to come deep to grab the ball and try and make something happen. And, uh, you know, it was kind of resorting to long balls over to Watkins. And sometimes it works. It worked against Burnley and it worked against Liverpool, to be honest, for the first goal. That sort of came from a long ball to Watkins that eventually led up to uh, Douglas Louise's goal. But um, today it just didn't. And, uh, you know, know, Villa did have chances. Ings probably should have scored one of them in the first half. But uh, overall, I think it'd be fair to say that I think Crystal Palace... Uh, were the better side tactically and more energetic. You know, they just looked more up for it. Um, and Villa just looked a bit, didn't really know how to retain the ball. Second half, um, more of the same. I was quite disappointed we didn't just change the formation quicker. Um, but then, you know, in fairness, we went 1-0 ahead. Uh, probably against the run of play. But if you look at the yeah. stats from the game, they're actually quite even, surprisingly. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I thought it came against the run of play. But... That's the joy of having a player like Luca Dina. Um, fantastic cross, uh, absolutely brilliant delivery. Um, he really has a special delivery from the left hand side that your left back can put in like that. It, it was it was great and a good finish from Watkins. Well fought, good striker play. So um, you know, uh, and then he said, you know, I'm staying. Basically, didn't he? It seemed to be the gesture he was sending to the fans. So mm-hmm. uh, pleased to see that. And then the, just the disappointing goal, just just poor defending, head tennis, wasn't it? Um, uh, just at the tight point of the game where we were kind of the in the ascendancy. And, uh, you know, I've got to ask you, George, Buendia came on for the last 20 and I thought he was absolutely brilliant again. Do you think he yeah. should have been on earlier? Yeah, I do, definitely. I mean, I mean, right at the end, I mean, his his pass through for Watkins to, who missed that sort of golden opportunity to seal it in injury time. I mean, what a ball that was to, to, to spot the run that he made. So either needle stuff, wasn't it? So um, mm. he gives us something different. Um, particularly in that area of the pitch, that kind of number 10 role. Coutinho is a lot sort of fleet, he's much more fleet-footed. He's um, he's lightweight. He, he does things much more intricately. When Dia does have that, I think, in his locker, but but he's he's a bit more bullish and and, and he's, he's he's quite physical as well. Um, but also, you know, he doesn't have, have an eye for a pass as we saw um, with that Watkins chance as well. So it's, it's, it's a strange one, really. I mean, I, I would have probably liked to have seen... Um, uh, to have seen Buendia start this game, but you can mm. totally see why Coutinho started. Obviously, being uh, probably you know re- rewarded essentially for for signing uh, for signing a, a, con- a you know permanent contract um, at Villa Park. So, yeah, I probably would have liked to see him a lot earlier. And I thought once he did come on, we controlled things. And as you say, the Palace goal really did come against the run of play. Um, I know it was a gamble, was wasn't it? Uh, it his head tennis is a cross free kick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it, it can happen. I mean, perhaps you know, um, you know, Schlupp should have been uh, should have been more tightly marked. He sort of sort of stole a couple of yards in the to, to to score the goal. But um, yeah, I, I I do. He's been in great form as we've talked about on numerous shows in recent weeks, uh, and he probably deserves a chance to start more games. I do kind of think that Gerard will have a tactical rethink over uh, the summer and mm. hopefully try and find a way to play both Buendia and Coutinho. Obviously, they need if those two are going to play, they need a lot of protection behind them, uh, which we don't have at the moment, really, in terms of like quality. So um, 
you know, if that's addressed in the summer, then maybe we'll see a chance to, uh, we'll have a chance to see two number 10s uh, starting again, which is kind of what Gerard started with at Villa, didn't he? Um, mm. For a couple of games. So we might go back to that, but yeah, I, I, I do think he deserves to, he deserves a few more minutes on the pitch just based on his performance today and over the past few weeks. Yeah. I, um, I, I, you know, there's been a few question marks over Steven Gerrard, kind of like there was over uh, Dean Smith, you know, whether he takes a little bit too long to change things up a bit. Um, I think Ramsey coming on really changed things in the sense I think Villa looked a bit more dynamic. Um, you know, I guess that was marvellous going off. Marvellous, it's brilliant to have him back and he's well suited to games like Liverpool. Today, when you probably want to be a bit more progressive, maybe it's not the best game for him, but, mm. you know... Um, I thought uh, Ramsey, he's just, he's so good, Ramsey. He's so good. Like, it, I it's, it's just obvious. Like, this guy won the players' player of the season, young player of the season, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see how Ramsey can't play at the highest level now, looking at him. I just think his confidence in Careful. running with the ball. I know, yeah, God. Um, hopefully, no Man City fans listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, he's quality. He's absolutely quality. I mean, you never know, like, players' forms dip off, you know. Let's look at Deli Alley for that. But I just think Ramsey at the moment looks like he's so good. Um, and he made a big... he made Well, he made a difference, at least. Um, and I don't know, I just wondered whether he maybe could have changed it at half-time and just got a bit more in midfield, like either Ramsey or maybe bring Buendia on for one of Ings or Watkins, probably Ings, really. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, um, but were you happy to see Watkins saying, you know, seemingly gesturing? Gonna yeah, start? yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gerard pretty much um, shut down a question, didn't he, uh, this week about him him leaving. Um, there was a lot of talk, both on this podcast and um, just reports, really, that, you know, we have quite heavily linked to West Ham in the last few weeks and before that, Arsenal. So there's been rumours all through the season about him leaving the club. So, yeah, I mean... I think he's 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 in he's in really good form at the moment. Um, I think he could still there's still a level to to, to go for him. I think um, he's he's been in sort of fits and starts this season in terms of his form. It's been quite patchy, very much like Villa, to be honest. Um, mm. But you know, I think I think he he's yeah he's had a trying season. Ings coming in and then trying to work out a system where they can both play and maybe you have to drop one and, and that's 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 been a problem. He had an injury at the very start of the season which obviously didn't help. So you know hopefully with with the security of knowing that Gerard is well behind him, if he's happy at the club, I mean he looks like he is, I hope he is, then then he can push on next season because you know he he's a very he's a very good striker. There's a reason why teams like Arsenal and West Ham are linked with him. Because he's 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 a he's a very good Premier League striker, um, and as I say, I think there's there's more to come from him. So hopefully next season he stays injury free. We find a way to to sort of play that that suits him and supports him, and hopefully you know next season he goes on and and um, you know tries and aim you know aims for that sort of twenty goal target. It's been a while since we've had one of those really since Benteke. So if he can aim for that, then that would be that'd be a bonus for everybody. Mm. I'll tell you, two players I like today now have, have, have given me a lot of hope for next season, actually. Um, in recent games, have been the fullbacks, Cash and Digne. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what did you think of those guys? Because I've I, I just watched them recently. They've looked so solid. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've, looked, they've looked amazing. And I think perhaps they're benefiting from the way that Gerard plays 
likes his fullbacks to be really involved in, in you know, in, in every aspect of the game, really, both defending and attacking. Mm. So I think we're, see, we're seeing, you know, that now play out with those two. And Dina in particular, just just a point, you know, I think he's man, he was man of the match today. Uh, he's, he's, he seems to be improving with every game. It's nice mm. that he's got a run of games now without getting injured. You know, a few a few weeks ago, we were bemoaning his just injury record. He seemed to get injured every other week. And it's hard, you know, you, you, you join a new club, you, you want to impress, you want to you know, sort of like put your head down and, and, and get to work. And, and if, you, if you're constantly getting injured, you can't, you know, your flow is getting disrupted. It must be really challenging. Hmm. But he's had he's had a he has, he's had a few games where he started, and and today was his was his best in recent weeks. I think. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, like what a cross to to Watkins for the goal, and just just generally, he he just looks a threat. You know, his his crossing ability is incredible. He gets up and down the pitch, works his socks off like cash on the right hand side. Um, and yeah, I think I think you know we've got some really sort of top quality fullbacks now. I, I don't hmm. think there'll be any need for Gerard to to change that. I know we've been linked with another left back, which I think will provide competition for Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly if he gets injured, you know, you want, you want that quality in reserve. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in terms of starting fullbacks, I can't think of any two I'd, I'd much prefer to be honest, I, you know, really happy with Dean and cash and, and mm. hopefully that will continue. And cash has definitely gone up a level this year and he's more yeah. confident in, in attacking. You saw that again against yeah. palace, I think. Um, but uh, did you see uh, McGinn's video? Instagram video of Matty <laughs> oh, Cash. Just, just brilliant that. That that yeah, that app is so it's it's like it's terrifying, isn't it? It's like it's it's kind of hot. It's it's weird. It's like it, it sort of falls on the middle between being like quite realistic and being kind of over the top ridiculous. Um but but yeah, if if anyone hasn't seen it, basically it was it was the moment that Matty Cash won the um the uh, fans player of the the year award. Uh <laughs> and he got up to celebrate McGinn was filming him and there's this sort of filter that basically looks like he's like crying uh like crying with emotion having having won this award <laughs> and it's um it looks yeah it's amazing it's very it like, funny it looked it like me amazing. when I found out the UK got 12 points <laughs> from uh, France from France yeah oh yeah <laughs> Germany yeah. so you know I think both Didier and Cash are, are in amazing form bit of a worry for concert at the end I think Gerard yeah. suggested that you picked up what looks like quite a significant injury or sounds like a significant injury we don't know much at this stage um mm. we, we're doing this recording just after the match really so we don't really know but but it, it, it seems to it seems to suggest that he'll be out for the last two games of the season so hopefully you know he'll be back fit for for next year but you know we have chambers in back in 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 reserve and backup for him so i'm not too worried in terms of him coming in because he's done well when he's come in chambers i think he's been a really good yeah um, he has been useful good 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 backup there and you know a player i was impressed by at palace connor gallagher it's been impressive yeah. all season really chelsea loney dare i say <laughs> you know could we dare to dream of a little bit for Conor Gallagher? What would you think about I, that? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say no. I think, I think you know, arguably he's been sort of signing of the season. Um, been one of the better players in the Premier League this season. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, yeah. I mean, I, I think perhaps in recent weeks he hasn't had as much of an impact maybe, but certainly at the start of the season he was... He was on fire, wasn't he? He was prolific. He was in everybody's fantasy football team for, for mm. a long time. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. I think there's probably areas of the pitch, other areas of the pitch that need improving more. That perhaps mm-hmm. Conor Gallagher would like to play, but um, 
but yeah, I mean, quality is quality. And if, and if you had someone like that in the team, I mean, no doubt it would strengthen the squad, wouldn't it? But yeah, I, mm. I don't, I don't see that one happening as much as I'd like it to. Well, I've emailed Mr. Perslow. <laughs> we, yeah. Well, we know, we know that, that he listens to the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Perslow, if you're listening, <laughs> definitely not listening, but if you are, you know, just my little tip, just my little tip there, Conor Gallagher, good player. Just your, little, just your little tip, like keeping it under your hat. Just, I'm like tapping my nose, <laughs> tapping my nose. He's all right. He's, he's not bad. He's a decent little player. He is. He's going to go far. But also, just before we wrap this section up, George, I've got to say the celebration for the 40th anniversary of Aston Villa winning the European Cup was absolutely amazing. What a way to celebrate the legends and icons of that era. Just really well done by the club and uh, a really nice gesture to applaud the players out as well and give them a guard of honour. Exactly what they deserve for giving Aston Villa the absolute best moment in the history of the club. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. Things are about to get as hot and heavy as Spain's performance at Eurovision in this The Spicy Question. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out Spain's performance on YouTube. (laughs) It's here where we cover the controversial topics and sometimes get the creative juices flowing. Today, George, I'm asking you, with a week to go in the Premier League, who's getting relegated and who's winning the title? It's been a hell of it's been a crazy season, hasn't it? Um, I mean, I, I do hate seasons where pretty much everything is wrapped up in by sort of April time, you know, start mm-hmm. of May. Um, that's boring. But I mean, obviously, Man City dropped points against West Ham today uh, at the top of the table, and then at the bottom, Leeds scoring a late equaliser to draw with Brighton and. Everton losing at home to Brentford. I don't think mm. anyone really saw that one coming, considering the form that they're in. And then Burnley losing to to Spurs, which was probably a bit more um, uh, a bit more sort of clear to see, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, it's 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 hard. I mean, to be honest, I can't see Man City slipping up again. Um, I think they're probably. Uh, they probably have, have got a bit too much now. They've got better goal difference, haven't they? Yeah. Compared to Liverpool, and and they're a few points clear. Um, they do, or they do have us last game of the season, though, Frankie. No, the the narrative no, is written. The, the narrative is written. It For is them there. to win five nil again because they always lose. <laughs> <Yes. do> <laughs> I mean, that's far more likely, isn't it? Um, but. Uh, yeah, who knows? Listen, we might have a, a top 10 place to play for by the time we play Man City. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, that'll be our carrots. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, um, we'll we'll see about that one. But yeah, I do. I, I probably in my heart of hearts, I, I think Man City will win the league and, you know, um, crush the hearts of many a Liverpool fan hoping for the uh, quadruple. Um so yeah, I think that will be that will be that at the top of the table, and then and then yeah, at the bottom. I mean, that's sort of yeah, that's that's changing sort of by the game, isn't it? I know Burnley still have two games to play. Is that right? And Everton, Burnley obviously have us to play, but it's really involved, aren't we, at the top and bottom of the table? We are. Um, with the puppet masters, with the Godfathers, <laughs> with Marlon Brando just play, pulling the strings. 
We are, we are. So it's tough for Everton. They they play Palace. Obviously, Palace played us uh, today. They're in good form, Palace, generally. I wouldn't necessarily see that going Everton's way, particularly they've got two players suspended, don't they, um, for that mm-hmm. one, uh, after the two red cards in the defeat to Brentford. And then they go to Arsenal away. Arsenal, oh, that's tough. Arsenal mm-hmm. have a lot to play for still, and they're going to be at home. So that'll be very tricky for them. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, as you say, Burnley, they probably have the more straightforward uh, of fixtures. Um, obviously, us away, and then they go. Uh, they are at home to Newcastle. So Newcastle, you know, we don't have two. You know, both us and Newcastle don't really have much to play for now. So Newcastle are the most on the beach team I can think of in the world. They're, <laughs> yeah, just, the I mean, type, they're just absolutely on the beach. Sort yeah, of they are. They are on the beach, but. Um, but I think they kind of deserve it. They just played like, you know, they played ridiculously well over the past sort of few weeks. Haven't they just dragged themselves away from trouble? And now they've just, they've just sort of, they're coasting now, which you can kind of understand. Uh, and then I think Leeds last game of the season face uh, Brentford. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's tough. It is tough. But I think, I think to be honest, I, I do think that the extra game for both Burnley and Everton will help them. You know, even they just get a point in either yeah. of the extra games, it sort of takes them clear. Also, Leeds do have a shocking goal difference. So I think I think it'll probably be Leeds to go down. You're what going do you think, Frankie? Leeds. Yeah, I go, I go City to win the win the title and, and Leeds to go down. Well, we'll talk more about Burnley when we preview the match in a minute, but I I think Burnley's gonna go. I think really, yeah. Leeds last minute equalizer against Brighton, I think might have just, might be what they needed. Um, I doubt Leeds will go to Brentford and win there. I think Brentford are the type of team who will want to end the season really well. It's their first season in the Premier League. A lot to play for the the home fans. I don't see them lying down. I think Newcastle um, for Burnley, I think if if you're Burnley basically, if you could get Villa and Newcastle as your two last games, two teams not really playing for much. Particularly Newcastle, I think at home, that's one they've got to look at and go, got to get something from that. But um, you know, you look at uh, Chris Wood playing for Newcastle, the narrative is written. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I just think Burnley were really poor against Villa the other week, and oh, they were they were poor against Spurs. I mean, I know they were away from home, but they really. Literally, I watched the game today and, and they were literally from the first minute, they were, you know, everybody back. They yeah. strung yeah. any passes together. Didn't really make a go of it at all. So, mm. yeah, possibly. Possibly that the, the, the new manager bounces over. Yeah. I'm going to say they lose both of their next two games, Villa and Bert, Newcastle. But I, I, if they get something, it could well be at, New, at home to Newcastle. Yeah, and you know, you know, never know. It could be like a last, last ten minutes type of thing. You know, like mm. a, some out of nowhere Everton go or something mad like that. But I think I'm going to say City win the title, Burnley go down. Okay, there we have it. Frankie has spoken. I have spoken, Mister Perslow. Remember what I said about Conor Gallagher, please. <laughs> That was the spicy question and both George and I have made our calls for who goes down and who stays up in the Premier League as we reach the climax of the season. 
If you have any thoughts on who might just about survive or who might win the title, you can let us know by getting in touch at allvillanofiller at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game on Thursday night. We play Burnley again, as we've mentioned. We beat them 3-1 just over a week ago. Can we do the same at Villa Park? Frankie, can we? Uh, Absolutely. Um, I didn't see the Spurs game, so I'm not really sure exactly how they played, though I gather... Yeah, as you say, they were poor. And if you look at the stats, I mean, my goodness, Tottenham had 21 shots. Yeah. Only won one nil, but you know, um, oh, you know, I mean, they were Burnley were terrible against us, right? They were absolutely awful. I thought, like, we went there easy. It was, I thought it was quite a straightforward three-one win, you know. But I guess at home they have to take more of an initiative. And what they will have learned from that game is that they have to deal with. Buendia or Coutinho, whoever it is, is going to be playing in the hole between the two banks of four if they play with two banks of four. Because today against uh, Tottenham, they actually played 5-3-2, similar to what Palace did to us, actually. So you never know. Maybe that change in formation might actually cause us a few problems. And I guess if Burnley are to try and figure out how they can go away at Villa and get something, maybe they need to emulate what Watford did. Mm. Defend, 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 and then just hit us on the break and... You know, they've got big players, tall players. Um, Dwight McNeil is a good counter-attacking player. And if he can get a ball in onto the head of Woot Weghorst or Ashley Barnes or or whoever it is. Yeah, Corner is not bad as well. Corner, like, yeah. He probably had Bernie's best chance today. Uh, but yeah, he, 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 he can be dangerous, I think. Yeah, I, I think they'll, check, they'll have a different approach to how they did it. At, because, you know, at home, they have to take the initiative. I think they'll have a different approach at Villa Park and it might actually work in their favour because the 4-4-2 against Villa last week just was just played into our hands, particularly when we yeah. had Buendia running rampant. Personally, I hope Buendia starts. I think we'll have too much. I think we will beat them and I think we'll beat them 2-0. Uh, I'm going to say Watkins and Ramsey get the goals. Uh, but, you know, it's last game, game of the season at home for Villa. It's Thursday night, some of the floodlights. Burnley are playing for their lives. So you'd think they'd have a lot of energy, but they didn't at home against us, I didn't think. And so, mm. you know, I think we should have a lot of energy because the atmosphere should be good, full house, excitement. I think we should be out. I think that should be enough to push us to a victory against Burnley. Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. Yeah, as I say, last couple of games for Burnley, uh, they really haven't showed up which is a which is a big surprise obviously because before that they were they were really sort of contesting and fighting for literally everything but perhaps that's that's the reason they've they've sort of run out of steam a little bit as i said the kind of new manager bounce is is over a couple of games sooner than they would have wanted it to be and uh and they've just they've reached their limit perhaps i think they've had a couple of sort of injuries and suspensions as well tarkovsky's obviously a big big player for them was missing ashley westwood as well ashley westwood yeah obviously and and he's quite a serious injury that he picked up a couple of games ago and and it's kind of like they're, they're one of those clubs that they must really struggle um when when they get when they get issues like that injuries and and suspensions because their squad's seems to be sort of quite thin as it is in terms of quality so if your better players are getting injured or suspended there's probably not much in the way of quality coming in to replace them 
So um, so that could be an explanation for their drop off in in form, and mm. just maybe just the sheer pressure. Uh, you know, pressure affects clubs in different ways. I mean, we saw today with Everton, we, everyone probably assumed um, that they'd that they'd get a you know a win against uh, a home Brentford and nothing to play for. I mean, obviously, I know the red card quite early on did not help them, but um, you know they did go two one up still with with ten men. Uh, and then, and then, two, you know, that's it. Two quick goals, and they lose the game three two. I mean, that's what makes obviously the pre- this Premier League season so exciting. But yeah, as I say, the, the pressure is probably affecting all the clubs down there in sort of strange ways. And and yeah, Burnley seem to be affected sort of negatively at the moment. And I do think we'll we'll capitalise on that. Um, we've just got a, quite a big squad at the moment. I mean, I was looking at our bench today with Bundia and Chocolamaker, Ramsey. You know, what, those are crazy options to have off the bench, know, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, so, yeah. so even if even if the game isn't kind of quite going the way that we want, I still think we'd have the impact off the bench to change things. So, yeah, I I think I'm going to agree with you on the scoreline as well. I think I think I think two 0 uh, to the Villa. Connor Gallagher's a really good player. <laughs> if well, if Gallagher was playing, it'd be three 0 <laughs> No question. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Alinsky. See you later, Frankie. Action a bit up the villa and up the Eurovision. Up the villa, up the Eurovision, up the Conor Gallagher. It's goodbye from me. Uh, We will be back to review uh, Thursday's game against Burnley. Uh, But until then, as ever, come on Super Aston Villa.